Hey, it's Scott Orner, Cruise Consulting, and thanks for joining us on Founders and Friends for another awesome podcast. Let's give a quick shout out to the Cruise Consulting accounting team. We're very fortunate. We have a ton of people at Cruise who work on the monthly books for our clients and get them all set up, due diligence ready, rocking every month, answering all the clients' questions, making all those adjustments. And there's no better moment for a founder and for us, really, when founder says, hey, I think I'm going to get a term sheet. Are my books ready for diligence? And we get to say, yes, they are. Fire away. Send them over. Give them access. That is a great feeling. It's the feeling that lets us know we've done a job very well done. And nothing is better than watching that cash hit the bank account. So if you are a venture-backed startup, you're going out to fundraise, maybe check us out. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. We love what we do. At taping here, I think we have 575 clients. Clients raise over a billion dollars this year. So we know what we're doing. And hopefully we can help you be successful in your fundraise. All right, let's get to the podcast. Thanks. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise from Founders and Friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and Friends with your host, Scotty Orn. Welcome to Founders and Friends Podcast with Scott Orn at Cruise Consulting. And today, my very special guest is Lauren Dye of Cocoon. Welcome, Lauren. Hi, Scott. So happy to be here. Yeah, great to have you. So I remember when you were thinking about starting Cocoon, and I'm so excited. It's like a living, breathing company and kicking butt. And so I really wanted to have you on the podcast. And it's a really, you you help solve a really important topic for companies, um, especially startups. And so maybe you can just start by kind of retracing your career and telling everyone how you had the idea for Cocoon and what Cocoon is. Yeah, yeah, um, absolutely. Well, Scott, first of all, thank you for being an early supporter. I remember we talked to you in the early days of thinking about Cocoon and, and what we're up to in solving leave and making it as instant and simple as possible. So in a nutshell, you know, at some point in our lives, many of us, whether it's having a baby or caring for a sick family member or, you know, going in for a surgery, will need time off from work and need to be able to support ourselves during that time and get paid. And a lot of times that can be really, really hard, um, stressful, anxiety creating, especially when, when you're dealing with all of these different government and um, insurance sources of pay. And so what Cocoon does in a nutshell is make it instant and simple and big hearted to get your time off and your pay during your leave, automate your claims to these different sources of pay like insurance uh, and state and then really support our customers, uh, HR teams, in making that experience both really supportive for their people and also take all of the really complex work, including compliance and payroll off of their plates. So that's what we do in a nutshell. It's actually a fascinating kind of roundabout way in some, in some ways in how um, Mahima and Amber and I landed on Cocoon as, as uh, and leave as the problem that we set out to solve. Maybe before I go there, I can back up a little bit and, and share more about kind of how we all met each other as co-founders. Totally, totally. I know the story because I remember the first time we talked, but go, go share it with the yeah, audience, it's great. Yeah, so it's kind of funny because, so I'll start with how Mahima and I know each other. So Mahima and I actually met when we were sophomores in college. I mean, we were 19 years mm. old. I didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> that's wow. That's crazy. Yeah, it is crazy. So, um, you know, we're, you know, fresh 19 year olds. We were interns at Bank of America Merrill Lynch at the time. 
and uh, on the mortgage-backed security trading desk. <laughs> Very sexy. But most of that summer, we actually didn't didn't do much uh, MBS trading. Maybe Mahima did more than I did. But really, what we were super excited about was this business plan pitch competition that, at the time, Bank of America was hosting. And Mahima and I entered that together as co-founders, and we won our first $10,000 check from that competition. Oh my gosh, that's amazing. Yeah. So it was my, my first taste of this concept of a startup. And yeah. Um, yeah. I'll tell you, you kind of laugh when I tell you what our, what our idea was, but basically, um, you know, we're working in banking. So one of the things I personally hated doing was creating pitch decks and printing them out and, and, and all of that. And so we dreamt of I'm old enough to remember, I think a lot of banks now have like a team document management team. But when I was doing investment banking in 1999, I had to do the pitch deck, like what you're saying, and then go downstairs at three in the morning and pray the color printer didn't break and print and bind every single one of those things. And it was torture. <laughs> it was torture. So it sounds like you figured out a better way. Truly, for that. truly torture. That was like 90% of my internship. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> and so that was definitely an intern job yes, for sure. Indeed, yeah. indeed. Long story short, Mahima and I had this idea. What if, you know, day of the iPad first coming out, you know, what if all of this could be totally seamlessly presented over iPads? And yeah, so yeah. that was our kind of hot startup idea at the time. And it was fascinating because I tell the story because it was really my first ever exposure to startups. And I grew up in New Jersey on the East Coast. Uh, I went to Harvard. I was in Boston, East Coast person kind of um, my whole life. And, and so I wasn't really exposed to startups in the same way that folks who grew up in, you know, the Valley are. And so that was really my first exposure to it. And because of that experience meeting Mahima that summer, the two of us from then on forward were like, this could be something that we do together. And it's yeah. been in the back of our minds for, you know, a decade plus and, and, and kind of here we are and how this snowballed was really that. Well, if I can jump in there for one yeah. second, you also kind of learned maybe the most important part of a startup, which is finding a great partner yes. and finding someone who's going to be through it with you thick and thin. And Vanessa and I used to joke that we'd have these conference conference room now moments where the world's falling apart or something's happening and you really need one of you doesn't know what to do and the other one figures it out for that person or vice versa. So that's, that's really cool that you found your co-founder at age 19 and that you've stuck together and matured together. And that's really cool. That's a real testament to your guys' relationship. Thank you. Yes. I think that's definitely one of the biggest takeaways. And really because of that experience meeting Mahima, I later that year, raised my hand at the time I was an undergrad at Harvard and I raised my hand. I, I, I told the business school, I was like, Hey, I'm really interested in starting a company. I want to go on this Harvard Silicon Valley trip with you. Let me come with you. That's awesome. I, I remember those from my business school trips. Uh, yeah. That's crazy that you were aware enough to, to insert yourself into that process. That's awesome. Yeah. So I got myself out here. It was my first time in the Valley. I remember visiting some incredible companies, a lot of them started by HBS um, grads, whether it was Cloudflare, Wildfire, and so on. And then, um, and all these venture capital firms and meeting some incredible mentors and being totally blown away by just the environment that I now get to live in. Um, I know. And I, know. I think the biggest thing for me was just, I was so enamored by the way that Silicon Valley thinks about 
failure and creation where it, you know, I would meet all these founders and they would tell me how they started companies and it didn't necessarily work out, but here they were at Facebook or Google doing really amazing things. And to me, I was like, wait, but didn't you just fail? (laughs) Why are all these companies wanting you even more? And it was just a totally fascinating insight, which is, wow, this is not something that is like unbelievably risky that nobody should ever do, um, but actually something that can be really, really valuable regardless of the outcome. Uh, and, totally. and also the ability to create something, to change a problem that you are passionate about and that you have that initiative, that was an attitude that was something I was personally inspired by. Yeah. Well, and it's amazing because out of like, um, if you think about Cocoon, it has like a real like social benefit. It has It makes people's lives better. And like Cloudflare, very cool. Or, you know, some, any, you know, we have, we have 600 startups. We always say like, we're, we're helping entrepreneurs change the world for the better. That's, that's part of the crew's mission. And for Cocoon, like you're right there. Like you don't even know this, but we've talked about Cocoon at our Monday morning meeting for the whole company because we highlight every week, a company that's changing the world for the better. And so I think it's like doubly pot. I mean, that's one of the reasons I want to have you on the podcast, frankly, is like you're doing something. It's not just about making money or doing an IPO or something like that. It's actually like making a positive impact in the world. And we we see what you're the importance of what you're doing, both for people inside of our company and how hard it is to get like the insurance companies to handle stuff and things like that. And then on behalf of we know we have 600 VC back clients now and like they ask us questions about leave and how does this work or, or people are nervous or they don't know, you know, and so I think it's really cool what you're doing and it's just going to get stronger because there is that mission and people are going to gravitate to where you. you're going to be able to find awesome people to work at Cocoon and signing up customers. It's just such a, it's such a no brainer, you know, so kudos to you for, for having that, that insight and for taking action on it. Thank you. One of our company values is build for impact. Mm. And truly that's mm. one of my personal values, which is we, we're here not to, not just to build a financially successful business, but yeah. if we actually, you know, achieve our mission, what this means is that leave and ideally some of these big topics that have come up on the national stage, like paid family leave can be transformed for uh, not just, you know, individual customers of Cocoon, but nationwide and perhaps even internationally. I totally agree. And I think in a way you're making it easier, which makes it more accessible for people. You know, if it's like, you know, you can have a cocktail hour conversation or dinner conversation over dinner, but if people don't know that there's like a solution, like all I could think about when you were describing what Cocoon does um, at the very high level was the red tape involved. You know, and maybe maybe get into like the the nuts and bolts, like help, help people visualize exactly how it can make their life a little bit better and, and simpler. Yeah, yeah. Well, in a nutshell, the way Cocoon works is that if you're, you know, today when you want to go on leave, it can be extremely difficult, surprisingly, uh, to get paid, which is the most critical thing, because if you're going to, you know, have a baby, for example, and have all of these new expenses in your life, not to mention paying rent and your mortgage, the last thing you want is to be going with half your paycheck while you're waiting for, for example, your check to come from your insurance company or your state. 
And the reason that Mahima and Amber and I started Cocoon is because we just saw a lot of our own friends go through that experience where, you know, we come from incredible places. Um, Stripe, you know, one of the most amazing things that happened to me uh, in my career was that I met Amber <laughs> at Stripe. Um, <laughs> who is our unbelievable, unbelievably talented CTO and co-founder. And at, at Stripe and at Square, we had some of the most amazing benefits in the world. And yet, even at these incredible companies, we would still hear stories like I was, you know, one of our friends was sharing how she was being wheeled into her C-section, going into the hospital room, bringing her laptop with her to try and apply for disability insurance oh, God. in the midst of literally, you know, having her baby. And yeah. it sounds insane, but the way that this world has evolved in terms of, for example, things like disability insurance and so on, makes it so difficult for folks to get what they need during this really, really critical time in their lives. Totally. Or even after giving, like we're talking about giving birth, but like your body's beat up and you're, you're I mean, we have a baby. I know and she's not a baby anymore, but like, I remember how vulnerable Vanessa was. And even I was like, what are we, what are we doing here? And how does life work now? And things like that. There's just so many curveballs thrown at you at one moment, both physically and mentally. Mm -hmm. So to make it easy and not have like that, that visual of someone being wheeled in for a C-section with a laptop breaks my heart. You know, that that's not how life should be. It's a very, it's a very special moment. C-section might be a little scary. I don't, I'm not a woman. So, you know, but like, that's really cool. I think I interrupted you there, but just keep going. Yeah, I mean, that's the reason we started Cocoon really is to is to take that experience, that incredibly stressful and anxiety creating experience and make it as instant and simple and hopefully even delightful as say Apple Pay, for example, right, which is in and out of our app in under 10 minutes, and you've got your time, you've got your pay, and you fully understand what's going on. All you're doing is focused on you know, whatever is happening in your life, whether it's your family, whether it's, um, you know, having a baby, whether it's your own health, and then your return to work and career. And the checks are coming to you from your state, from your insurance cocoon is taking care of that for you. And meanwhile, we're helping your employer support you through that experience, right? Yeah. And, and, I love and that. that is critical because at the end of the day, the employer is that key piece of the equation, which, you know, is the additional part of making this something that could be a really stressful and anxiety experience where um, you either feel more supported by your employer and fall more in love with your team, or you feel like just, you know, like the floor fell out from under you and, and maybe it doesn't actually, you start to fall out of love with your employer, right? They don't, yeah, they don't care. Yeah. Well, I mean, we're also... There's many different forms of disability that that cocoon helps with. So it's not, but, but the most immediate for me is like the parental leave and like we're a woman founded company, you know, and there's a lot of juggling. My mom was an entrepreneur. My wife is an entrepreneur. There's a lot of juggling that happens for women after they have ba a baby and whether they're the founder of the company or someone who just started a month ago. And so you want really want to, you want to make it a safe place um, and your company culture should make it a safe place for women to live a full life and, and for dads to take leave if they need to take leave and things like that. And so that's how you create a positive culture. And so, and it's worth having a positive culture and having continuity and people come back after having a baby 
and sharing that joy with other people in the company is like what it's literally like what what it's what it's all about and so i really just respect what you're doing hey it's scott orn and we're gonna take a quick break from the podcast to give a shout out to the cruise tax team gosh it's so nice to have an in-house tax team i can't even tell you uh, we have some really amazing professionals on the team. It's over, I think it's 13 people now. And we do everything from your federal state income tax return, state franchise tax filings, R&D tax credits. Those are pretty popular these days. And guess what? They're there for you when you go through diligence. A lot of people don't know this, but you actually go through tax diligence, not just operational kind of financial diligence, but you do go through tax diligence. So it's nice to have Vanessa Cruz on the phone with your VCs. And with the accounting firm they hired to diligence all your stuff and the law firm they hired to diligence all your stuff, Vanessa knows what she's doing. She's done this a million times. And, uh, and not, it's not just Vanessa. We have a really great team of tax professionals that will do those calls too. It's, it's kind of sometimes the difference between getting around closed or having it take another two weeks because something was disorganized and the tax compliance wasn't done correctly. We hear those horror stories from clients that come to us. So, hey, if you want Cruz's tax team on your side, we're here for you. Check us out at cruiseconsulting.com. Thanks. If I can shift gears for a second, as an accounting firm, we get a lot of questions about parental leave from our clients. And so having like one thing about Cocoon, you guys have a lot, you ladies have a lot of resources on your website that actually can help. And I hadn't even really thought about this until, um, until we started talking about like, we should be pointing people to resources on your website. Because we're like, for us, like being efficient and being thorough and getting our clients the right answer is very important. And so you are the experts on this way more so than we are. And so you can actually make the cruise cruises life a lot easier um, on behalf of our, you know, make our clients happy and make our life a little bit easier, which I really appreciate. Yes, absolutely. And that's something that we love doing, which is, you know, a lot of times when our customers come to us, it could be that they're even just creating their first policy ever when it yeah yeah um, a good example of this is Vercel who um, is an amazing uh, customer of ours and when when they first came to us it was the first ever um, parental leave policy that they were rolling out and they wanted to go big and they wanted to they they knew that this was going to be critical for them as they were scaling from fifty people to you know hyperscale and that it was a big part of who they wanted to be and how they wanted to recruit their people, especially if you want yeah. to start families and who it's a signal, right? It's like a green light to say, Hey, we care about, uh, you know, not just the work you do, but you as a person. And so a lot of what we did was work with them and saying like the questions were things like, Hey, like what even is competitive and how do we knock it out of the park there? Right. And what are some of the other strategies that we can like levers we can pull when it comes to recruiting? And so something that I share a lot recently when I talk to people leaders is there's all this old stuff around leave. Like, you know, for example, it used to be common to have a tenure requirement where you have to be at the company for at least a year to qualify wow. for the 12 weeks of paid leave, for instance. And when I see that, I tell people leaders that can go away. And me, yeah. this is going to supercharge your recruiting because you're going to find that people who are considering the next adventure, there's a lot of people who want to start families out there who are going to gravitate to your company because of that and what yeah. you stand for. I totally agree with that. And I hadn't even thought about the feedback loop into recruiting until we started talking here. 
but you're right at cruise we have a lot of like young young family people you know and part of that's because we have a remote work culture and so there's that extra flexibility if someone needs to go pick up their school their kids from the school or whatever it is but you're right like i mean even us like we had a baby four years ago she's almost almost four years ago in the middle of the startup you know and so you need that kind of stuff and it does that that is one of the reasons why why i like being a family oriented company is because it helps us recruit people who are here to stay and who like stability and who also are like good mentors and have like a bigger picture on life instead of just like grinding it out and working 100 hours a week they know how to for lack of a better word, sometimes you need parents inside of a company too, people who can mentor other people or give advice <laughs> or just look in it with an empathetic view. You know, that's some of the stuff you develop as a parent too, even more. So yeah, but being able, like, so you actually see people like the, the HR people teams you're working with are like, oh my gosh, this actually is something we can list out in our recruiting, you know, job specs and things like that. And it has that feedback loop. Oh yeah. I mean, it's actually really funny. I was recently on a conversation with, one of the marketing leads at Carta, who was at Carta for, Carta's one of our customers, um, who was at Carta for maybe six months. And he, when he met me, he was like, oh, I heard about you during my recruiting process. My recruiter told me about Cocoon. That's like, awesome. Oh, wow. <laughs> That's awesome. Like amazing job, Carta people team for yeah. not only making this incredible for your people who are currently at Carta, but also using it as a talking point for your recruiting team to go out and get the best people. Totally. Well, on your website also, I, I noticed Benchling, which is one of Vanessa's original five clients. No way. You know, nine nine years ago, nine and a half years ago. And so it's always fun to see company, you know, like how, what was the, if you, if you can talk about it from a customer, you know, example, like what was the relationship with Benchling? Like how, what are they using you for and how's it working? Yeah. Yeah. Um, my gosh, Benchling is so near and dear. Saji is still CEO there still? I think, I think. Uh, I think it, that's his, he's a super nice guy, a super smart guy. I mean, it's a huge company now, but yeah, keep going. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think we were very lucky. It's funny, if I back up a little even further, the first leave that we ever supported was uh, Chauncey, <laughs> one of our investors over at XYZ. And we were lucky because Chauncey, she introduced us to Meg, who is the head of people at Benchling. And Meg previously was at Zynga. So, you know, at the time, Meg was, I think, still pretty pretty new at Benchling and Benchling has been going through this absolute unbelievable hyperscale mode. Um, yeah, yeah. I yeah. think when we first started working with Benchling as one of our first customers, they maybe were two or 300 people and now they're probably six or 700 people. Oh my God, that's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's, it's unbelievable. And when we first kind of talked to Meg about this idea and at the time Cocoon was in a lot of ways still an idea she totally got it and I, I can tell you when we when we were kind of like talking to meg about being one of our first customers and and vivek who is on the uh, leads people offset benchling all we really had was some some mock-ups at the time um and and this this vision right for how something so anxiety creating so stressful so risk creating for hr teams um, whether it's in the compliance and getting people paid during this really vulnerable time in their lives correctly could be instant and simple for the people taking it and taken off the plates of a, a company like Benchling that's scaling like crazy. Yeah. You mentioned the risk part of that too. I hadn't even thought about that, but like the risk of doing it incorrectly is, I mean, there's the, men, there's like the anxiety creation if you do it incorrectly, but there's probably like 
litigation or exposure if you don't do it correctly. So that those people were, sounds like they were pretty brave and worked with you through the process and took a chance on you too, when you were a little baby company. That's, that's really cool. That's generous. A hundred percent. I mean, could not be more grateful to Benchling and Carta and Notion and Abstract and a lot of our you know, earliest, earliest customers, um, SnapDocs, Chad over there and, and team like these were companies who believed in us from the very beginning. And a lot of it is just going back to your your kind of earlier uh, focus area, Scott, around risk. It's, it's, it's really two things. We think about like, what is it that really caught Meg and Vivek's eye, right? At Benchling, yeah. it was two things. One is that we really need this these moments for people to be moments where they can fall more in love with Benchling, right? and feel so supported that they're going to shout about how amazing Benchling is from the rooftops. Cause they're, you know, in, in someone's career, there are only a few of those moments. And I think yeah. pre COVID there was this mindset of like all the things that keep people with us are going to be the little things like the snacks and the lunches and the ping pong tables and so on. And I think that has completely changed now or people, I mean, for other reasons, don't care about in office lunch or commuter benefits anymore, et cetera, as much, but really people have realized that what matters is how their company acts and, and works with them in times of adversity. Right. Yeah. Substance, substance matters. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And I, I think, you know, Meg and Vivek recognized that and brought us in to make that experience something for their people. So that's number one. Um, and the number two is exactly what you're saying, which is when you're a company in hyperscale growing from, you know, two or 300 people to six or 700 people, and going from maybe two or three states to potentially dozens and dozens of states, not to mention. Oh my God, I didn't think about the state complexity. Yeah, yeah you're right. I mean, just imagine yeah. like the regulatory burden that you have to think about around, especially even like, especially leave, which has hundreds and hundreds of regulations on a federal level, on a state level, even on a county level. And the risk of not getting it right is both, you know, as you were saying, lawsuits. So there's a, there's a, legal and financial risk to that, right? I think the average FMLA lawsuit is 600K. Oh my gosh. Which is really scary, yeah. right? But then also there's a risk of just, you know, losing your best people, right? And I, I think that comes down to some of the critical, mission critical pieces, yeah. like how do we get pay right? <laughs> how do we not leave someone hanging <laughs> during a, a critical moment in their lives without their pay, right? And yeah, that was do beautiful. That at scale. But also navigating all that, all that regulatory. I mean, in a way, it's actually, I mean, you're you're doing like God's work, so to speak, here by navigating all that red tape and all the state registration regulations. It's like it's it actually built makes the company so strong because it's hard to replicate, and it's something that people really do want to work with someone who's an expert in it. That's maybe talk about what like okay, so and we gotta I gotta be respectful of your time here, so I'll wrap it up here in a second, but. Before we wrap it up, can you talk about, like, can you point people to some resources on your website to get smart about that? I imagine the first, like someone's going to listen to this podcast and then they're going to be like, okay, what do I do next? Like where on their website can, on your website, can they get smart about leave and, and how Cocoon handles it and maybe best practices, things like that? Yeah. The biggest thing I'll point folks to, especially I know a lot of your audience, Scott, are hyper growth startups, are venture capitalists and so on. And so the biggest thing I'm going to point folks to is to our blog, mikakoon.com slash blog. And we recently actually shared a really, really amazing piece on how 
our peers are managing leave in today's rapid mm. world. And in that, we have a lot of tips around um, not only what, what should your leave benefit even be, whether it's a parental leave, a medical leave, a caretaker leave, a bereavement leave, and so on, uh, benchmarking, right? Whether you're a Series A company and 50 people or whether you're pre-IPO or public company, like what is even competitive out there? Benchmarking is such a great, yeah, that's super valuable. So thank you for doing that. That's yes, awesome. Yes. Yeah. So um, I can send that to you afterwards, Scott. And then also just some tips around things like, hey, first of all, a lot of times, you know, we, we all know that having a generous leave policy is an investment, but it also doesn't have to break the bank, right? Something that we do at Cocoon that is really, really unique is we help companies automatically recover funds from these insurance and state sources that we've already been paying into right oh my gosh yeah. yeah like it's like it's yeah that makes total sense yeah yep. i mean imagine we look at our paychecks and we see that we're already paying into <laughs> california disability insurance and paid family yeah, program yeah. right or washington state or massachusetts or new york or new jersey or what have you and also probably as a company you're paying into your private disability insurance, whether that's a Prudential or a Guardian or MetLife and so on. And a lot of the stories that we hear from people leaders is like, gosh, this is something, you know, it's it's traditionally so hard for my people to apply for all these different sources. And frankly, for us to manage that, that maybe we'll just pay people out of pocket. And that can be, that can feel really expensive, um, especially for, you know, a startup. But it doesn't have to be that trade-off between, you know, money <laughs> and people and part of what you know our philosophy is is that you know a generous leave policy does not have to break the bank you can have an amazing leave policy and in fact it can be largely funded by the state <laughs> and by insurance on taxes you're already paying exactly, basically exactly. Yeah. and you don't have yeah. to trade off this really rough experience for people doing all these crazy claim applications because that's what cocoon is here for to automate that for them that's beautiful I love it. So check out the Cocoon website um, and the blog specifically for the benchmarking sounds amazing. The peer kind of peer tips sounds amazing. And obviously you probably check out a demo while you're there. Maybe you can, we got to, we got to wrap up here, but tell everyone, you know, how to reach out to you, how to reach out to sales if they're interested, what they should do if they want to take the next step for Cocoon. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think the, the thing that I want to leave folks with is that one, next year in 2022 is really going to be the year of the empathetic employer. And this is something that we've been chatting a lot about going into 2022, because I think in the past two years, that's what we've realized is that it is just crazy out there with the pandemic, right? And what the future is, is people are looking to their companies to step up for them in these biggest moments in their lives. And that's really what we stand for. And so when I think about what what I want folks to take away from this conversation, it's really that. And also come join us in building that, which is we're hiring in a really, really big way next year. Um, you know, I think the way we think about it is we're here to build for impact. And what that impact means is it's employer by employer, customer by customer, um, you know, transforming leave benefits, transforming the experience for the people taking leave, but also it's macro, which is how do we start having influence on a state level, on a national level, even with, you know, Biden and Harris on their paid family leave national policy, yep. for example. And so the people that we're looking for are people who care about that kind of impact. 
And where I want to point folks to is mikacoon.com slash jobs. Check it out. Speaks a lot to our values as a company too. And um, so reach out to us there. Reach out to me personally, Lauren at mikacoon.com. Find us on LinkedIn. Um, that's where we want to chat and where we want to meet you and where we want to help out. I love it. Lauren, I'm so proud of what you're building and please thank your two partners. Is it Amber and Mahima? Amber Mahima. Yeah, please thank them on, on my on my behalf too. And super excited. And also the best part about this podcast is now every time someone asks me this question, I will send them the podcast and they will be so much better off. And uh, it's really exciting. Like just normalizing leave and making it easy for people and taking the anxiety out of it. And also for like all you finance accounting types out there, making it easier for you too. Like that, it actually is a really great, it's a win-win all the way around. So thank you so much. Really appreciate it. And uh, looking forward to see what you do in 2022. Thank you. Likewise, Scott. All right, Lauren. Thank you. So when your troubles are mounting in tax or accounting, you go to Cruise. Founders and friends. It's Cruise Consulting. Founders and friends with your host, Scotty Scotty.